want to welcome everyone to Wellness Talk. This is George Batista, your wellness expert and your wellness advocate and your host, as always. Wellness Talk is a show that goes over the latest in health and healing, nutrition, fitness, and supplements. Today, we're going to be talking about nerve health, brain health, and gut health and how they're all related. So I think this is going to be uh, good information for you and very interesting information. There's going to be a lot of stuff that you may not know about. Make sure you go to georgebatista.com to check uh, all the articles that we go over. There's a lot of articles there. It's a lot of information. It's a great resource for you. So make sure that you share that information, that you like, share, and subscribe, and uh, keep tabs on us because we've got a lot of great stuff and there's more stuff coming down the pike. So I think you're going to be very happy with what we've got going on. Okay. All right. So today we're going to talk about a little bit about nerves and uh, we're going to talk about the nervous system in general, um, just so different parts of the nervous system, how they work. Then we're going to talk about how they work with your gut and your brain, how it all works together, because it's all intricately woven together. So from that, um, from wellness resources, we're going to talk about nutritional interventions to help your gut anxious brain. And I think you know, again, this is new research, but I think this is going to be really valuable information for you guys because a lot of people don't realize how uh, intricate and how closely uh, aligned the gut and the brain actually are. Now, a lot of people hear that, you know, most of the immune system is in the gut and that's true, but people don't realize exactly how the gut and brain actually communicate with each other. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about what are the specific nutrients that you can use to actually help with that connection and obviously keep you healthier. Then we're going to get a little bit more detailed and we're going to talk about the main nerve that connects your gut and your brain. And that's the vagus nerve and not Las Vegas, the uh, vagus nerve, um, which is again, it's the biggest nerve there. And it's that really that important nerve that really does so much. So we're going to talk about exactly the intricacies of the vagus nerve, how it works, how it communicates. So, uh, and again, how we can make sure that it work, it's working properly, right? Then um, our, our nutrient spotlight for the week is going to be kind of piggybacking on that is going to be the wellness resources brain protector. And that's going to help not only your brain, but it's also going to help your nerves. So this is all connected. I think this is going to be great information for you guys. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So uh, let's get started. All right. So when we're looking at nervous system, first, let's take a look at just the basic parts of the nervous system, just so we can kind of get a, a frame of reference. I'm not going to, you know, spend too much time on it. Just want to kind of go through it just so you guys can, you know, know exactly what we're talking about here. So you basically have what's called the autonomic nervous system, okay? And it has two parts. So the first part is a sympathetic nervous system. This is the part that is responsible for the fight or flight, right? This is the, the that adrenaline part. This is the part that increases your heart rate when you're anxious or when you're going through a stressful event or when you're exercising or when you're running down the street or whatever the case may be, right? It, it increases your blood sugar. It increases uh, all types of things like your LDL cholesterol. It decreases blood to the gut. Okay. This is that system that basically if you're in a stressful state, what does it do? It actually shuttles blood from your gut to your extremities. Why? Because your body thinks that it's running away from a tiger basically, right? It's, again, it's that fight or flight 
response. When you're in a stress state or a sympathetic state, this system is activated, okay? So it shuttles blood to your extremities. So again, you can run away from a tiger or whatever the case may be. That's that's kind of the analogy that people typically use, but it also increases respiration, right? So it's it's activated by physical, chemical, or emotional stress, depending on which one you're dealing with at that time. Then the second part of this nervous system is the parasympathetic nervous system. Now, this is kind of the opposite. This is the um, part that is responsible for tissue repair. It's responsible for digestion. It's responsible for nutrient absorption. And it's what kicks in when, it, when you have the rest state, like when you're sleeping, the rest, digest, and repair state. So that is the parasympathetic nervous system. Those are the two main parts of your nervous system. Now, we also have, there is another part of the nervous system and it's called the enteric brain or the enteric nervous system as well as, again, it's part of the walls of your gut lining. And this is, this is what has neurons on it. And this is part of the communication system between your uh, gut and your brain. So, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, but those are just the basic parts of the nervous system, right? Obviously you have nerves that come out of the spine and that also control many of the organs that uh, you have in your body, like the heart rate variability. We have nerves that control the diaphragm. We have nerves that control digestion. They're all different types of things. So, you know, if you have a back problem, if you have uh, a disc problem, or if you have some kind of crush in the nerves or some suppression in the nerves, it's going to affect that, you know, whatever that uh, system that it controls. So, for example, heart rate variability, it, it could make the heart rate, you know, beat faster. It can, you know, uh, make your heart beat out of rhythm, something like that. Also, it can affect your breathing, diaphragmatic breathing. It can affect your digestion, affects all different types of things. So remember that essentially we live our lives really through the nervous system, right? Because everything we experience is really through the nervous system. If you, if you kind of think about it, when you're, when you're out there and you're dealing with your emotions, right? Your emotions, whether it's a sympathetic or parasympathetic, right? You're digesting or you're in a, in a sympathetic dominant stress state, your, your nerves are intricately involved in this system. So your, your nerves do have to be nourished and they do have to be, um, you know, you do have to have some control of your nerves if you want to be healthy, because otherwise, if your nervous system obviously is not healthy, not in control, not nourished, this is where we have big problems. OK, so so let's talk about uh, the main first article. OK, now was just kind of a brief summary of the nervous system. But now we'll go into the articles for the week again from Wellness Resources. This is nutritional interventions to help your gut and and anxious brain. Now, so brain health is more than just a neurotransmitter balance and, uh, and uh, you know, thinking good thoughts and coping with stress and that type of thing. But your brain health and your mood stability are directly tied into the health of 40 trillion microbes in your gut. Okay. So 40 trillion microbes in your gut that actually talk to your brain. So your digestive tract and the trillions of microbes that live there, they they make and release hormones, all different types of hormones and compounds like neurotransmitters, immune compounds, cytokines, and uh, uh, neurochemicals that affect your brain health. So think about it as a, as a metabolic factory. 
And it's the largest endocrine organ in your body and is directly impacted by your diet. So what you're eating is actually really going to directly impact your gut brain um, connection and how it actually works. So now, again, your gut floor is constantly talking to your brain. And again, your mood and everything and, and your mental state is going to be impacted either way. So how does that happen? Okay, so you have this you have what's called a vagus nerve, and we're going to be talking about the vagus nerve in a few minutes, kind of going into detail about it. But you have what's called the vagus nerve, and it basically is a nerve that uh, that starts at the base of your brain and kind of goes down through the trunk, and and it actually kind of goes from from left to right into all the way down your your body and your system, right? And now this vagus nerve is responsible for two way communication between your gut and your brain. So. If your gut is what's called dysbiotic, okay, or you have what's called dysbiosis, and dysbiosis, what that means is your gut's out of balance. You have an imbalance of gut flora in your body. Let's say you have an overgrowth of candida albicans, you have an overgrowth of uh, all kinds of bacterial stuff that's overtaking the good bacteria in your body, okay? Then what happens is the gut is going to release inflammatory compounds. These compounds are called TNF-alpha, tumor necrosis factor alpha. They're called NF-kappa-B. They're called um, cytokines, okay? And these are produced in higher amounts when you're in a stress state or when you're, again, when your gut is dysbiotic, okay? So these compounds travel up the vagus nerve to your brain. Now, your brain has to interpret all this, right? So it's responsible for the interpretation of events, emotional responses, and memories, and it actually impacts what's called your amygdala, that the amygdala part of your brain. So how does this two-way relationship work? Okay, so you have the brain and the mood stress can trigger gut dysbiosis, and gut dysbiosis can trigger brain and mood stress. So again, you have a two-way communication. So for example, if your gut is out of balance, it can affect your mood. Okay. But if your mood is out of balance, okay, stress, you're, you know, let's say you're dealing with stress, you're feeling with uh, fear, you're dealing with all kinds of chemicals, right? The stress chemicals and the fight or flight and that type of thing. It can also send signals down the vagus nerve to the digestive tract, which again can disrupt the flora and cause problems to the intestinal barrier. So you, so it's really both, it, it can go both ways, right? So now, that's that's again that's just kind of a, an overall overview of this of this whole two-way system and and we're going to talk a little bit more about it but let's talk about 10 steps to a healthier gut brain connection so there's things that you can do to actually help this whole system okay so let's let's start number 1 fiber and flora okay so you want to consume at least 30 to 35 grams of fiber per day the standard American diet provides roughly on average 10 to 15 grams or less than a half of your daily needs. So when gut flora metabolize dietary fiber, it produces what's called short chain fatty acids. Now, short chain fatty acids help to manage inflammatory signals in your gut that affect the gut and affect the amygdala in your brain as well and, and affect that connection. So High fiber diets that support short chain fatty acid levels and other beneficial compounds help to keep your colon and your whole digestive tract happy. So you really want to make sure 
It also keeps it moving, by the way. So you really want to make sure that you have enough fiber to keep things moving, keep things happy. It's also part of the detox system, part of helping cholesterol come out of your system. So it does a lot of stuff if you really get enough of these fatty acids and fiber in your system. So make sure you are consuming a lot of fiber. My suggestion would be obviously consuming the fiber-rich foods as much as you can. But if you feel that you're not getting enough fiber, then I would suggest going to get, they actually sell fiber supplements. You can get, whether it's a psyllium husk fiber, or you can, you know, wellness resources has a great fiber. And what you can do is you can, it usually comes in powder form. You take a scoop of that fiber, you can put it into your drink, your juice, or your water, whatever it is, and just take a scoop of fiber. That gives you that extra fiber. It takes two seconds, doesn't taste like anything. And I think, um, I think you will really get a lot of it. actually helps with blood sugar as well if you're eating it before a meal. So just keep that in mind. Okay. So fiber, very, very important. Number two, beneficial oils and fats. So omega-3 oils are critical for the gut-brain connection. So you want to consume a diet rich in beneficial omega-3 oils. Okay. That's DHA, EPA, ALA, which is alpha linoleic acid, right? So cold water fish, Mackerel, sardines, Alaskan sockeye, salmon provide the richest source of omega-3, EPA, and DHA. Now, also you can take a look at flax seeds, chia seeds, walnut, avocado, uh, sesame, um, all these types of things, again, provide beneficial not only omega-3s, but ALA also has some uh, beneficial uh, omega-6 as well, okay? So, by the way, you can get all the the omega sixes, omega threes. Uh, now you don't want to get too much omega six, but you want to you you do need some omega six in your diet. So um, again, the omega threes are fantastic. They keep things. Uh, they help to keep things moving as well. They help keep your cells because remember your cells are also have fatty acid coating in there as well. Okay. Now, 2018 uh, Journal of the Medical. Uh, the American Medical Association Network Review study showed that individuals consumed 2,000 milligrams or more of omega-3 oils per day with a high DHA content experienced better mood stability and the control group, then the control group or those who consumed higher EPA. So DHA is really, really important in this aspect. All right, number three, avoid processed oils and trans fats. Okay, obviously, most people are eating a processed diet, right? High processed foods that you get, you know, in the grocery stores that you keep in your freezer, that type of thing. Processed vegetable oils, they're pro, pro-inflammatory. They do, uh, they do not supply the omega-3 oils that your gut and your lining, your, uh, your gut lining and your brain need to survive and thrive. So you want to try to uh, stay away from these processed foods as much as possible. Number four. Avoid or reduce artificial uh, sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup, and added sugar. I mean, this is pretty much common sense, okay? But again, sometimes common sense is not so common these days. We have aspartame, NutraSweet, Equal, all these types of things. They increase what's called excitatory neurotransmitter levels, and they block the function of dopamine and serotonin in the brain. You don't want that, okay? High fructose corn syrup is deadly, especially in high amounts. And it actually can make, if you have gut dysbiosis, it can make that worse. So you want to try to not consume that. So limit your sugar intake uh, to at least 25 grams or less per day, if at all possible. If you have gut dysbiosis or gut problems, eliminating sugar is one of the best things you can do, or at least bringing it down to acceptable levels, because you got to remember 
that that bacteria, that bad bacteria actually feeds on your sugar. Okay. So anything that, you know, that can feed those bad bacteria is bad. You want to make sure that you, you know, you're feeding the good bacteria as much as possible and kind of getting everything back in balance. Now, number five, focus on a whole foods diet. Okay. So the ultra processed diet obviously contributes to a slow poisoning of your body. So you want to make sure that you're eating, you know, more whole foods, more whole grains, that type of thing, because uh, the whole foods is going to you know, contribute to the inflammatory process, obviously, and the high oxidative stress. Okay? I, again, I think that that's, that's pretty much self-explanatory. You want to eat at least five to, five to nine servings of uh, fruits and vegetables every day. You want to get antioxidants, phytonutrients, the greens, the, the, the colored fruits, the um, the vegetables, the greens, all those types of things, you need that because that's also going to help to support the blood, the, the, the blood brain barrier, obviously, and the gut brain uh, connection. Okay. Number six, consider removal of gluten from your diet. Some people have a gluten intolerance. If you do, gluten can create many uh, problematic reactions. It can affect your mood, affect your gut, and affect all different types of tissues in your body. So, you know, also when you consume a lot of gluten, it can increase something called zonulin expression. Now, zonulin is a, it's a protein that lines the inner um, intestinal lining, which normally selectively limits the movement of particles from inside of your gut into the circulation. So we're talking about leaky gut. Okay. So, you know, this can uh, lead to, if, if this process is, is off, this can lead to intestinal permeability or basically leaky gut syndrome. So you're talking about basically like undigested proteins leaking out into the system. This can contribute to all kinds of intestinal problems and eventually can lead to all kinds of autoimmune problems, right? Because many of the autoimmune problems start in the gut. Okay, that that's we there's, there's so many studies on that now. So the more you get your gut right, the more the less problem you may have with autoimmune issues in general, because, you know, that's the system that really contributes to it if it's way out of balance. All right. So next, number seven, use spices like turmeric and ginger. Now, these natural spices help to modulate inflammatory signals and help to inhibit the release of NF-kappa B and other compounds in your gut and your brain. Okay. This aids in neurotransmitter and stress hormone balance. Turmeric Ginger, they're fantastic for keeping inflammation down, all kinds of inflammation. It doesn't have to be just inflammation in the gut and the brain, but inflammation all around your body. It's great to use for all different types of things, even, you know, arthritic problems, all those type of things that turmeric and, uh, and, and ginger are great for. Now, turmeric also helps to activate the enzymes required to convert the plant-based omega-3 oils to DHA. So, if you have, uh, if you're consuming turmeric at the same time that you're consuming, for, for example, the plant-based omega-3s, there's you there's more of a chance you're going to convert the omega-3 oils into DHA because you have to remember that it's harder for the body to consume the plant-based plant-based uh, omega-3s and get enough DHA out of it. Okay, so turmeric actually helps in that process. Great thing to have. Number eight, magnesium. Now, animal studies show that low magnesium intake correlated with brain mood stress and changes in the gut microbiome. 
higher levels of cytokines and other inflammatory markers were identified when magnesium was insufficient. So your body requires at least 400 milligrams of magnesium every day. Most people are lacking that. Most people don't even get anywhere near that amount of magnesium. So my suggestion would be to supplement with at least 400 milligrams of magnesium or as much magnesium as you can get. Uh, you're going to get some of it from fruit if you're eating your greens, right? But um, I would suggest because, again, magnesium is one of the hardest things to get as far as diet-wise because you have to consume so many greens and most people don't do that. So I always suggest taking some extra magnesium in supplement form. It's a great thing to do, and it helps this whole connection. Number nine, don't eat to soothe your feelings, right? So you have, obviously, you have people who are have stress, have uh, mood problems or whatever, and what do they do? They cope by eating, right? Eating becomes kind of an addiction to them. So those folks who, or they call it stress eating sometimes, okay? Then they're dealing, you know, they're eating ice cream and chips, junk food, sugar, snacks, all these different types of things just to stop the, um, the anxiety or the depression, to help them feel better, to give them the release of these, you know, uh, of the, uh, of the chemicals that are going to help them feel better, right? And give them that, ah, feeling that type of thing, right? So you want to make sure that you're staying away from stress eating and, you know, eating to make you feel better because it's not a good thing. Okay. So, um, work, you know, work out the mood stress also with deep belly breathing exercise, you know, exercise, hot bath, prayer, meditation, stretching, a glass of warm milk, playing with your pet, holding a sleeping baby, whatever you need to do to make sure that you're balancing out this whole stress response. Very, very important. And number 10, additional support. Okay. And this is where wellness resources comes in handy. Okay. So the wellness resources, nutritional supplements that work really well for this gut brain connection. We have Relaxa Mag helps you sleep. It's a great uh, for anxiety. We have stress helper again to help with stress, adrenal helper, to help with that adrenal stress, sleep helpers, very good. Daily DH, DHA, okay, to get enough of the DHA. Um, they all aid in the calming and the calming down of the stress-related feelings and the stress hormones. Vitamin D is always key in this. You should be on vitamin D anyway. Brain protector uh, and turmeric gold can also be very helpful for this gut-brain connection. So those are the top choices as far as the wellness resources products that I recommend making sure that you take to help with this response. So overall, this just, again, some tips for you guys for the gut-brain connection. Very important information. You want to keep this, uh, you want to keep this whole connection very, very healthy. It's extremely important just for overall health uh, and your overall nerve health. Okay, next. We're going to talk about the mighty vagus nerve, okay? Now, so we're going to get a little more detailed now into the actual nerve. Now, vagus is spelled V-A-G-U-S for those of you who don't know. So you have this, uh, and this is from Wellness Resources, by the way. You have this, again, this vagus nerve or what's called a cranial nerve X. And it's the largest nerve in the body. And it's nicknamed the wanderer because of how long it is and how many organs it actually travels to. Okay. So again, it's in your brainstem as a pair of nerves traveling down the left side and the left side of your neck and down the right side. Then it travels down the trunk of your body where it kind of affects all your organs. Now it affects the gallbladder, the pancreas, it affects the stomach, the liver, the spleen, the esophagus, the lungs, the heart, the throat. 
I mean, it, it pretty much affects all that stuff. And that's why this nerve is so important. Now, here's what's interesting about the vagus nerve, okay? Because again, you have this two-way communication that goes from the gut to the brain. But what's interesting about this is that 80% of the communication or the nerve fibers actually go from the gut to the brain. 20% go from the brain to the gut. Okay, so 80% travels upward, only 20% travels downward as far as signals, okay? So that's why it's very, very important to have your gut in good balance because you're talking about 80% of the nerve fibers, they travel upward. And um, so, I mean, you really have, it's, your gut is its own brain in and of itself, okay? Now, also, you have what's, part, what's called this enteric, brain. It's called also the second brain or the enteric nervous system. And you have all these neurons in there and it's responsible for all these signals that go up and travel up. It's very, very important, but it really, really is important. It's actually help, um, important for all these neurotransmitters like serotonin and all these types of things. Okay. So now immune activity and inflammation management, we're going to talk a little bit about that because the vagus nerve directs an uh, immune activity and inflammation management. Normal vagal nerve activity dampens pain signals in the brain and spine normally and reduces pain-related behavior when it's, when it's you know, in good shape. So how does the vagus nerve and gut health work together? So again, we're talking about this enteric nervous system or the second brain in the gut. It's a vast network of 100 to 500 million neurons in your gut from the esophagus to the anus that relies on vagus nerve activity, okay? Very, very important. There's a lot of hormones that, that are secreted that are made through this entire system, okay? The predominant compound used by the vagus nerve and enteric nervous system is choline and acetylcholine. Because of its heavy reliance on choline, this connection has been dubbed the cholinergic anti-inflammatory pathway. So now there was recent research that was published in May, 2021 that showed that diet affects vagus nerve activity. In the study, rats were fed a high fat or a high carb diet for several months to stimulate the Western diet. Results demonstrated that both diets impaired vagus activity as seen with the diminished satiety and larger amounts. I'm, I'm sorry, the larger stomachs, okay? So repetitive overconsumption of high fat and or high carb foods uh, desensitized vagal receptors that monitored stomach volume and uh, dis, uh, distension. So neural feedback mechanisms that normally send a signal of feeling were impaired in this study. So again, the the um what you were eating and the amount that were eat, that you were eating had such important uh such an important impact on this nerve okay so there are many ways to gently activate the vagus nerve so how do we activate it and activities that support the vagus nerve so we're going to go through a few of them here humming gargling and gag reflex humming gargling and stimulation of the gag reflex activate the nerve Use a word like ah, oh, or om, you know, like if you were doing yoga, right? Om. And hold the vibration as long as you can while you exhale, okay? 
Uh, you may also gargle with water for 20 to 60 seconds. Strive to gargle to the point that your eyes actually water. That's one of the ways that you actually activate this nerve. And it's going to sound weird, but these are different ways that you activate this nerve. Deep belly breathing is another way to do it. Uh, it's easy to do. Okay. And basically here's the, me the mechanism of action here. You inhale through the nose for five seconds, hold for six seconds, then exhale for seven seconds out through your mouth. So you have five, six, and seven. So again, you inhale for five, hold for six, exhale for seven. You do this about 10 times. Deep diaphragmatic breath. This will engage that vagus nerve. By the way, just as an aside, because uh, I do this myself, if you are uh, a little trick, if you are feeling low in energy, this if you do that exercise, do that 10 times, you're going to actually feel a burst of energy. It actually helps to boost mitochondria, that little exercise alone, and it helps to boost nitric oxide as well. But it's a little boost of energy and actually kind of shuttles more oxygen to the brain. Your brain actually takes in more oxygen and actually kind of wakes you up. So just a, a little aside there, as far as if you're feeling tired or, you know, run down, it's a great way, you know, in a good few minutes to kind of just boost your level instead of just drinking coffee, right? Also, what else activates it? Cold water, showers, uh, activates the vagus nerve. Try to finish your shower within 30 to 60 seconds of cold water. Use as, um, use as cold of water as possible and do the deep uh, belly breathing exercises at the same time. Great way to uh, activate that nerve. Okay. You also have something called ear tragus tapping. There's a small branch of the vagus nerve that goes into your ear. You activate or send signals to the vagus nerve by tapping with a toothpick or gently rubbing the cartilage in front of the auditory canal called the tragus. There are acupuncture meridians in that area and actually activating with tapping. And by the way, if uh, those of you who are interested in tapping, check out my, uh, my podcast on tapping with Julie Schiffman. Great, great podcast. If you're interested in doing that, it's a great way to also help with emotional response help with energy, help with any kind of pain signals, and help to get the nerves, actually balance out the nerves and stress and mood and stuff like that. Great thing to do. I do it myself. Next, meal timing and fasting. Allow four to six hours between meals and fast overnight for 10 to 12 hours. This allows time for the digestion to occur and put less strain on the digestive tract and the vagus nerve. Next, body work. So chiropractic, chiropractic adjustments. Massage therapy, acupuncture, yoga, Pilates support all support the vagus nerve and vagus nerve activation. Okay. Um, also, uh, high levels of heart rate variability are associated with good, with good health and vagal nerve activity. Low, low heart rate variability is linked to the poorer health and reflects low vagal tone. So remember what I was talking about, these nerves that come out of your spine and also. Uh, go through your organs and, and can affect a heart rate variability. Okay. So again, activating these nerves. Now, obviously, again, if you have a pinched nerve, that type of thing, it's going to affect some part of your body and you're going to, you know, you're going to feel that. So obviously if you go to a chiropractor, if you're doing yoga sessions, things like that, these are great ways to open up these nerves or getting the pressure off these nerves. Now let's talk about, uh, intake of what you can do and what the vagus nerve needs as far as nutrient intake. So 11% of the participants 
and there was a study with the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey. They, they showed that 11% percent of the participants uh, obtained the daily recommended uh, adequate intake for choline. So remember, we talked about that. One of the things that the vagus nerve needs is choline. Choline is very, very important for this. So 11% of the participants had the recommended daily allowance for choline. Now, choline is a B vitamin, and it's essential. It's found primarily in eggs, uh, beef, uh, some you know, some fish, some dairy, that type of thing. But small amounts are found in nuts and seeds and all that. Uh, very little is found in fruits and vegetables. So, but adequate intake of choline for adult men, um, it's about 550 milligrams a day. For women, especially or, or pregnant women, breastfeeding women, it's about 400 to 500 milligrams a day. But you want to get some choline. So making sure you're eating enough of the eggs, making sure you're getting B vitamins. You know, of obviously supplementing with a good B vitamin, B complex, or uh, a good multivitamin, something like that. Great, making sure you're getting enough choline. Now, the vagus nerve requires nutrients to work. Acetylcholine is the predominant substance used by the vagus nerve. Very small amounts of choline can be made by your liver, but is not enough to sustain the vital functions. You must get choline from your diet or use the supplement, right? So this is what we're talking about. So supplement support. Al Alpha GPC is a special fat that is readily absorbed from the digestive tract and crosses the blood brain barrier. It is used to make acetylcholine. Also, acetyl L carnitine, the activated form of, uh, of L carnitine, can be transformed into acetylcholine. So, in addition, pantothene, okay, vitamin B5, um, the active form of vitamin B5 provides what's called coenzyme A. And uh, coenzyme A is necessary to make acetylcholine. So you, it's kind of this whole track, okay, with acetyl-L-carnitine, acetylcholine, coenzyme QA, uh, all these types of things. It's a kind of a chain that runs. So you have to make sure that you're getting enough of these nutrients for all this to be activated to support this nerve process. Very, very important. So again, just some simple ways to activate. And again, just some suggestions for you guys. Uh, to help your nerves, but nerves are extremely important. Nerve health is extremely important. Again, we live our life through the nervous system and we want to make sure this nervous system is as healthy as possible because if it's not, then there's going to be major, major problems here. Right? So just some things to think about when it comes to nervous system, keeping things in check. And obviously you want this as a whole comprehensive program with diet, supplements, exercise, good food, all this type of thing. When you get all that together in one nice package, this is where you're going to have really good outcomes when it comes to health. Because you have to remember, right? The body's natural state is health. The body's trying to get into what's called homeostasis, which means it's a balance. The body, the body's always, your body's always trying to get to this healthy state. Now, obviously, when you have more inflammatory cytokines, inflammatory particles, or reactive oxygen species than the body can deal with. This is when you get disease. But when you obviously have more of the good stuff, anti-inflammatory nutrients, you have the um, you have all the uh, the nutrients you need as far as you know vitamin Cs, the vitamin Ds, and all this stuff to make sure you're clamping down on the inflammation. When you have more of that you have health. It's that simple. Okay. You want to have a good balance and making sure you're bringing down the inflammation as much as possible. All these things that we've suggested can help with that process. Now, 
Finally, we want to look at our nutrient spotlight for the week, and that's Brain Protector. This is from Wellness Resources. Brain Protector is a fantastic supplement, and it combines four uh, potent nerve and brain protecting ingredients that are designed to help you maintain healthy brain function as you age. These four ingredients are, and again, we talked about it during this podcast, um, we have optimized curcumin, wild blueberries, R-alpha lipoic acid, and there's another one called physetin. And they all help to protect nerves from free radicals while participating as a part of the synergistic antioxidant network, right? Again, we talk about antioxidants. Brain protector is designed to protect the nerves the, and brain help to stabilize the regulatory glial cells in your brain, right? The repair cells of your brain are the glial cells to enhance nerve communication, right? Neurons helping to uh, enhance the, ner- the neurons, not only in the neurons in the gut, but the neurons in the brain and help gene regulation and help to, which in turn, if you're enhancing all these things, in turn, that's going to help improve your memory, improve your cognitive function and your focus. It's going to help all these things all connected. So making sure that you have this. So uh, this product, Brain Protector, is fantastic for this. And it's a great supplement to take if you want to make sure that you're protecting your nerves and your brain in one shot. So check it out. Make sure you go to myvitaminresource.com. Check out Brain Protector. All right, guys. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, make sure you go to georgebatista.com. Check out all the articles and everything that we go over. And make sure you like, share, and subscribe with all the material and everything that we go through. So uh, have a great week. Make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. And as always, control your health. Bye-bye.